player opposite Jasper murmured without raising his head. Mine's another brandy when you're ready. Heard that, the first speaker responded. I'll get him in soon as Delia makes up his mind. You catch that, Del, the bearded man said. Let's get a move on. There, Del said, as he slid his tile across the table and deposited it at the end of the row. How's that? Jasper stared down at Dell's contribution, and then at his own instantly redundant counters. Double three! Double three! Make that two, Bob, the bearded man, whose name was Ned, grinned as he added his own tile to the opposite end of the row. I were you, I'll get the drinks in afore Dell cleans you out. Mine's a porter. As the player opposite him... Stocky, broad-shouldered, with a craggy face and close-cropped, pewter-coloured hair, relinquished his remaining tile. Jasper snorted in disgust, regarded the man on his left with exasperation, and muttered darkly, "'What of these days? What of these bloody days?' Placing his leftover tiles on the table, he rose from his chair. "'Right, I'm off to the pisser. Get em in. I'll settle up when I get back.' Uh, that one before?' Dell chuckled as he totted up the score on a ragged scrap of paper. Calculations made, he began to spread the tiles face down in preparation for another game, by which time Jasper was already out of earshot and heading for the back stairs. "'You want to watch it?' Ned warned. "'You wind him up too hard and the bugger will snap. Seen Jasper when he snaps? Not a pretty sight. Last time it happened he chewed a watchman's ear off.' He was spitting gristle for a week. Nah, Dell said confidently. Bark's worse than his bite. Tell that to the poor sod who lost his ear. As the two men traded quips, their companion, seated with his back to the window, remained silent, his right hand curved around his glass. From his posture and calm expression, he looked at ease with his surroundings, though as he surveyed the floor, his watchful eyes told a different story. Raising his glass to his lips, his attention moved towards the table at the top of the stairs, and the man seated there, alone, reading a book. Sensing he was under observation, the reader looked up and met the grey-haired man's study with an even gaze. The connection lasted perhaps a second before the grey-haired man's eyes moved on, scanning the room. Forger Jimmy Rad was in his usual corner, one hand on his glass of rum, the other resting on the arm of a stick-thin mole with a strawberry birthmark just visible along the curve of her throat. At the counter, hunched in seats made from empty Madeira casks, cracksman Willie Mellows was in deep conversation with Abel McSwain, the local fence. While two tables away, a bespectacled, scholarly-dressed individual known to all as the Padre in reality a physician struck off for gross misconduct, was making notes in the margin of a well-thumbed, leather-bound copy of the Book of Common Prayer, interspersing his scribbles by taking measured sips from the glass of gin resting by his right elbow. Glancing sideways over the rim of his spectacles, he acknowledged the grey-haired man's perusal with a small nod before returning to his jottings. Tiles arranged to his satisfaction, Dell sat back. All set. Frowning, he looked around. Bugger not back yet. Got a nerve telling me I'm taking me time. All he has to do is shake it dry. It was his round, don't forget, Ned said. Tight sod, Dell said. In that case, mine's a large one. That'll teach him. 
Dell paused as he glanced over Ned's shoulder. Hold up, he's here. Jasper's head had reappeared at the top of the stairs. He don't look too happy, Ned observed. It didn't need a genius to see that Jasper did indeed look, if not in the best of spirits, then certainly more than a little distracted. His ascent from the passageway leading to the outdoor privy was slow, almost hesitant. God's sake, Del muttered, sotto voce. Now what? As two men rose into view beyond Jasper's left shoulder, at which point Jasper was propelled forward by a hard shove in the back, and the duo behind him stepped into plain sight. Both were dressed for the weather in wide-brimmed hats and long calf-length riding coats, the collars turned up. Both coats hung open, revealing a pistol stuck in each man's belt. The pistols were clearly backup weapons, as each man hefted a thirty-inch-long barber blunderbuss, which, prior to that moment, they had been concealed.